This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. KNC Masterpiece back here on The Fan, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Thank you very much, Kevin Hagelin. It is raining outside, man. Uh, It's raining pretty good. If you're out in this stuff right now, be safe. Uh, And it's cold rain. Cold rain, which is something we don't love in Texas, Mike. I don't know if you've been around here for a while or not, but it's not Uh, fun. Real quick, I'm just surprised that... It was sprinkling this morning when we were coming in. It's a Monday, so I'm assuming everybody's going to work, and I don't think anybody had off of school as far as I know, DISD, and mm-hmm. like my kids went to school and everything, and then there was no traffic coming in. So it makes me go, I don't understand traffic, because then you'll have a sunny 70-degree day, and it'll take me an extra 15 minutes to get here, and I don't get... What changes? I get wrecks, but it doesn't feel like there's wrecks that are changing. It just is like, does it all take is three bad drivers to just be going 10 miles an hour on the highway? And then you're like, I don't know why they're going 10 miles an hour, but now everybody has to go 10 miles an hour. Yeah, one wreck, one bad driver, maybe three. You're right. And then I think a lot of times, depending on how the Cowboy game goes the day before. Oh, uh, yeah, like if really? you, yeah, Kevin, pay attention to traffic whenever the Cowboys play on Sunday nights. The I next am day, intrigued by this hypothesis. Next day, you're flying in here, oh. right? Cowboys win on a Sunday early. Uh, it could be it could be one of those days where it's like regular stuff. Cowboys lose huh. on a day like yesterday. Easy traffic for me this morning. It was pretty easy. Yeah. So, and you're coming from North Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from South Dallas. Yeah, and, and Kevin, nobody easy. knows where Kevin's coming from. Oh, what's your address? <laughs> it starts with a three. All right, there you go. The, uh, the I have a question. I have a couple questions <laughs> here. Gonna get it. A, 877-881-1053, do you ever want us to do fun segments again? Why would we not do fun segments? I thought this. Yeah, why, what is I this the question last, about? Yeah. All right, against Philadelphia, we did Coach Ballsack. And guess what happened? Oh, no. We did really what, Coach? I stepped in and. Coach Major Sack. Yeah. Major Sack stepped in, stepped uh-huh. up. I thought it was really good. Too. And went on a tangent. It was it was good. I appreciate that, Kevin. Except for that one listener that was like, mm, lame. Everybody else thought it was good. On Friday, we spun the wheel of misfortune. <sighs> yeah. Sacrificing our taste buds and stomachs. I've never... Kevin what, did it, dude. What cheese did you land on? Man, I ate a cheese that was more mold than cheese, and it looked... Is it like, blue cheese? It, no, it looked like normal cheese, and then you cut into it, and then it turned into like this gelatinous ooze that was also hard somehow. I like can't a bong understand. Grain. Yeah, yeah, bong grain is I think what the one that he got. It was disgusting. I got the goat, the goat tea rose. So it was wrapped. It was it was fermented in some way in rose petals on the outside. It smelled like vomit. And rose he, petals should make it smell good. Oh my gosh, Mike! It did not. It did not. My son, That's a he's the point. one that picked it at Central Market. When he when he opened it and smelled it, he was like, I think I'm going to die. 
And then he ate it and was like, this is the worst thing I've ever eaten. Oh, he bag. tried it too? That's awesome. Yeah. That's on him for saying, I think I'm going to die when I smell it. And then trying it anyway. Yeah, he, he, no, he wanted to go through and taste all the cheeses. And so he did. And Bronis sat there and just chowed down on one of them. And it was like, oh, this is fantastic. That being said, Mike, it was bad. There were lots of bad cheeses. Except for Colby. Colby got the one like good tasting stinky cheese. cheese. No, it was just Colby regular. Jack. I was one <laughs> click away from it landing on mozzarella for me. Yeah, I had, was we had, so sad. We had one mozzarella on there, one nice cheese to make. So, but guess what happened? We lost. We lost. So that's the two Cowboys times lost. now that we've done very fun type segments and the Cowboys have lost. So 877-881-1053. Should we never do fun segments again so that the Cowboys will win, or do you like to be entertained? That's what I'm asking the total. Are you sure that it's the fun segments themselves, or could it be the types of fun segments? Do you need to just change the fun segments? We need different fun segments. Mm -hmm. I like this. Should we? No more eating segments. Because, I mean, like, Mike McCarthy did, in essence, a fun segment with, like, the watermelon smashing. Yeah. But, like, it's just I feel like this is different than the ones that you've been doing. Oh, and Gallagher's passed away. He did. So, Mike, I don't know if you heard that over the weekend or last week. Gallagher passed. Why? From death. All right. <laughs> that was, that's all it took, huh? Look, he just had to have a moment to, you know, deal with the grief. Okay. From the 972, yes, I would love for y'all to do more fun political topics. Oh, my God. Y'all barely even talk about Russia anymore. <laughs> I feel like you modified that. They'd, well, I don't want to have my self saying that word. Or Russia? The n- mother in front of that word. Oh. Yeah. Mother. Just, yeah. Don't say it because then they'll start calling you Kevin. All right. The other what? thing. Yeah. From the 972, all boring segments from now on. And so that we can yeah. win. That's all. We, we want to win. So that's the way we got to approach it. Whole Minis- bunch of segments about drilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been to Minnesota. They just have cold. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at here. And the Metrodome. The other thing, Derek. <laughs> they don't use that. They also have the Mall of America. <laughs> the Metrodome. Derek, they have the Mall of America. Mall of America is awesome. Derek texted yeah, earlier five straight days. and asked if Stephen Jones sounded upset or frustrated. A little in bit. Our, did he to you? I, I think he did because the thing that I think he does that is unfair is he combines all of his interviews that he's ever done into one interview. Like I said? Yeah, and I was like, like you said, when? when did you say that to us? Like before the game on Sunday? I, I don't think there. we should be held responsible for those questions. Um, I didn't think he sounded mad. Other than whenever he got on and Kevin, you said... Uh, Sam Williams, I stand No, not firm. that, not that. Oh. It was something along the lines of, how's it going today? And he was like, good. Yeah, and that was I, it, and I was like, oh, man. It's a good way to start because then you know, all right, is this going to be a fun experience or not? I mean, you probably knew it wasn't going to be, but. Because when Jerry comes on, Reggie, you know that you're going to get one thing. As soon as we say hi to Jerry, what's he going to say hi, next? Hi, Kevin. Corey. My. That's exactly how it goes every single time. I love it because he's setting it up. and I know who's on the show, whose show I'm on right now. It's smart. Steven? Yes. Hello. Yeah. Bam. But I also we are having a phone call. I didn't think he needed he needed to be upset. Wait, did today. you make him purred happily? Yeah. <laughs> did you feel like he, we're on the phone? Do you think he needs to be upset right now after that loss yesterday? They played reasonably well. They lost the game, and that's frustrating. But I don't think this is a we got to we got to turn the whole team over right now. Situation. No, 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 no. And I don't either. And I have a question about that tomorrow as well. But I I wonder if they look at some of their bigger dreams flying out the window of like 
hey, we can compete for the number one seed. We can compete for the division title, for the bye, for everything like that. Now, if Philadelphia were to lose tonight, maybe that puts some of the stuff back in play, but that doesn't seem very likely. And it felt like the loss to Green Bay kept Green Bay's season alive and also killed your hopes of being the number one seed. Okay. All right. I, like, I, that's my takeaway from it. Okay. The other thing I wanted to, to check in on here was I am... Against the Bears, they came out and scored, 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 scored. But one of the things that a lot of people think about this team is that they come out flat. And we can go back to Dak Prescott's history with this team, to the Green Bay game in the playoffs when he started his career in the yeah. playoffs. They came out flat. He came came through late in the game to win. Against Detroit, which it kind of feels like it should be expected, they started the game with two three-and-outs. Against Green Bay, they started the game with two three and outs. And I don't think that's acceptable, and it shouldn't be. And I know the opponents comes out, and they're playing a game too. But consistent three and outs to start football games is poor. And, Mike, in this game, they had five three and outs, one of which was an interception. The Packers had five as well. Two times, though, they had three plays in a drive, and they both converted in touchdowns, not turnovers. So, like, this is three and outs are something that you can't have happen if you're trying to be one of those type of teams. How surprised were you that it started off so poorly for the offense? Because I was with Rashawn Gary being out for the year, just the way that the Packers had played. I get you're on the road. Lambeau, you know, is sold out all the time. Good atmosphere for Green Bay's crowd. But I just thought, man, I, I didn't expect, not that I was expecting 14 points on the board, but I didn't expect just really no movement of the ball. Yeah, that's that's exactly, I was very surprised about it. And maybe I was overconfident. Maybe going into this in, into this week, I was in that mindset of, I think that, that this team is done. All you have to do is squeeze them a little bit and they're going to roll over for you. Actually, Kevin, I think that's the reason the Cowboys lost the 14-point lead. I think they got up 28-14 and thought to themselves, we did it. We, we, they're about to quit. All we have to do is finish this game and be out of here. We did what we needed to do. We scored the two touchdowns that put us up enough to where they're going to quit on you. I felt like, I feel like this Cowboys team needs to be able to find that earlier in a game right out of the gate, especially if they're going to have the ball that early. And it just seems like they don't for a lot of, for whatever reason. No, I, I agree with you there. And, and we get this kind of text from time to time. I just think that this is not really representative of how the whole game played out is you guys keep talking about the offense. Why don't you focus on the defense? It's the last two weeks. They've given up 28 points. I mean, that is valid. I feel like, yeah, I don't even know if that part is valid Uh, is I don't think they really gave up 28 points. I mean, the offense clearly put them in a bad position for one of those touchdowns, at least this past week. But also, we started the show talking about how garbage the run defense has been. So, I I definitely think that the defense has gotten its fair share of criticism. And on the flip side, like, we're we're talking about them in the category of Buffalo, San Francisco. Yes, maybe they're not that... And but maybe that's just Mickey said this morning, right? Yeah, he said, you know, that maybe they aren't that team yet. Maybe they won't be this year. And so then do you I wonder, do people look back at Buffalo from yesterday and they're like, well, they just got lit up, too. Mm -hmm. So I, I like I'm just asking, but I do definitely feel like we've keyed in on the run defense being poor. But I also think this is the second straight week where a costly uh, where costly points 
have been given up because of the offense. Do you feel different about Buffalo and Dallas because Green Bay looks like such a horrible offense coming into the game and Minnesota looked like a good offense coming into that game? But I'm just kind of no, looking I at think it. That's, I think that's fair. Yeah, and I'm just I'm not saying either or. Uh, we'll talk more about the defense tomorrow, but I thought Green Bay couldn't move the football um, after watching them play the last few weeks. Yeah, I I went back to my notes, started off. My first note was wasted kickoff return. That was the first thing that I noted because he gets it, uh, Turpin gets it to the 40. Yeah. And the Cowboys three and out. And then the next thing is Packers are trying to eat up the edge early. Three straight runs to the edge. Like they, they knew and they decided to be, be consistent with it. And that's fr- that's very frustrating knowing what their defense is at this moment. Yeah, I, I still think this is an offense that, I mean, if you can't take advantage of good field position, like that's going to be problematic. I Because I don't feel like, even though they also lost, yeah. I still don't feel like this is the Buffalo offense. Where you're like, eh, we'll figure it out. Doesn't really matter. Like, I, 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 I feel like if you get good field position, yeah. you need to get some damn points. And to your point earlier in the disappointment of probably not winning the division or this kind of took a, a – t- is now you know you're probably going to have to go on the road for three straight games to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that's going to be your yes. fate most likely as the 5-6 seed most likely is that unless the 7 seed makes a run, you're in a position probably where you're going to have to – go to Minnesota, go to Philadelphia, and then go to, let's just say, Seattle, San Francisco, or Tampa Bay. And I know I put those in opposite order, but. From the uh, from the 817, it wasn't the segment that screwed your karma up. It was that rickety-ass wheel you're spinning. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we got to figure out. need a WD-40 or uh, what, what's going on Maybe here? a new bolt here and there. Uh, it's got a couple things. It's, look, man, when you're on the budget we're on, you know, you can pay for great things and then some bad things, all right? So we have some great things, like Mike and Reggie. We have some bad things, like our wheel. Like, those are the things that we're, <laughs> where our funds are spent, Kevin. Did you guys have to buy that wheel or find that wheel? or? Yeah, I... it, was in a, it was in a storage room downstairs somewhere. It was scavenged. Yeah, we went and yeah. found it out in a storage room downstairs from the... 214 need more segments based on dinner rolls because that's something that Kevin is a huge fan of. And then from the 682. We we found out that we're not that great at eating dinner rolls. And then you were, I think you were out this day, Corey. I said, I wonder if I could eat more rolls if we could dip it in gravy so it wasn't so dry. And then is that next week? What'd you find out? They then started challenging me about Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't really want to eat a. 24 Hawaiian rolls, dipping them in gravy. Like, that's not the best for your body. Biscuits and gravy, though, is the best. Like, it's it's, it has to be sausage gravy, though. Yeah. Not the brown gravy that you do turkey with? I know we really screwed over Parker that one year (laughs) where I just followed. meat gravy. I just followed the lady who looked like she knew what she was doing, and she grabbed a thing of gravy, and I was like, all right, says gravy. She's on a mission. Let's go. And somebody said, how come y'all aren't lighting Dan Quinn up? Because this defense has been the best defense in the league so far. And they've had a couple weeks that have been poor. And something that's been very poor for them is their run stop. They got to get better at it. But they've been a great defense so far. Why are you, what are you lighting them up for? Like, I, that's my question is, they've been the anchor of the team so far this season. Up until the last couple weeks where they've had one glaring hole. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's go around the NFC East and get you ready for Monday Night Football, even though the division is probably over. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. 
Blitzes on. Giants get it. Jones gets hit. Throws it left. Caught by Slayton. Runs out of a tackle. He's got a first down to the 40. Down the left side. Line 30. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Dives for the end zone. Is he in? Touchdown, Giants! Darius Slayton, 54 yards and a third and nine. KNC Masterpiece back here asking the questions that matter, like why is Corey cheering for a Giants touchdown? I didn't know what was happening. I was just excited that something good happened. Here's my question for you guys. Do you want to do around the NFC East right now? Or talk about what's going on in Harris County? No, right. not that. Or wait, what? do you want to play? It's election stuff. Or, oh. do you, or do you want to play the clip of Tony Pollard saying that they don't get calls because they have a star on their helmet and discuss the legitimacy of that statement? I want to discuss that because I forgot. I had that in Mike Likes okay. and totally forgot because I was like, I don't Look, know, Tony. NFC East plays tonight. We'll get it figured out. We'll round the NFC East tomorrow. Instead, although thank you very much for playing that cut, Reggie. I really appreciate it. Instead, can we go to, I'm sorry, can we go to cut number 31 right here? This is Tony Pollard. Now, specifically, this is about the lack of a pass interference call, but clearly there is a broader message at play here. Playing for the Cowboys, you know, those type of calls we normally don't get on our side, so it's expected. You know, we just have to be better. Um, You know, we got to put it on ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we control what we do, so we just got to be better. Facts. Is it a fact? Do you disagree? I do disagree. Why? I disagree for a variety of reasons. First of all... Have you not watched the games where the Cowboys don't get all the calls? I have. And I think we also ignore calls that probably worked out in our favor, and that doesn't get brought up. The issue that I have with that statement is... It's too broad of a statement to make sense to me. If Tony Pollard would have been like, that was BS, that was pass interference, I'd be like, okay, I'm willing to listen to that. But when he said, we don't get the calls because of the star on our helmet, look, I'm all about conspiracy theories and leagues being rigged and everything like that. If that was the case, why in the universe would the Cowboys not always be the beneficiary of these calls. The Cowboys are the biggest draw in the NFL. And guess what? In it, the United States of America. It ain't even close. <laughs> for any sport. For any sport. It ain't even close. The Dallas Cowboys are the biggest draw. So why would that not work in our advantage? Why would the NFL systematically be against the Cowboys if that's their cash cow? And they're not even great. They're the cash cow, and they haven't even played important football games on a consistent basis. If the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl, they'd be the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time, and not just because there's more people on the planet than there used to be. Well, Kevin, I'm not sure if you noticed, but Jerry Jones was dressed up as a blind referee this Halloween. Did you not see what happened? Do you think ratings that is the be cause damned. and effect? Ratings be damned. Wow. You do not want to have uh, an owner going around making fun of the team, the, the group of people that are calling the games. It screws up the integrity of the game. I guess I would say in that game, <laughs> hey, pass interference, it kind of looked like pass interference. It's tough. Pass interference is a tough call. The holding, man, that stinks. Um, But I was watching the Buffalo-Minnesota game, and I believe Von Miller had fallen down rushing the passer. But he fell down, like, going forward, and they called holding. And it's like, dude, there's no holding there. But And I can't remember, I'm sorry, who was calling the Buffalo game. Obviously, it wasn't Greg Olson, but 
They're saying in the NFL now, if a pass rusher is rushing and he falls down and you kind of don't pancake him, it just kind of you pull him or push him to the ground. They just seem to call it all the time if he gets close to the quarterback. And unfortunately, in some of these blocks, and that person was also saying in some of these run plays now, if you knock the guy down and you're holding on to him, but you're not holding, they'll just call it a penalty no matter what. It's not fair. And in that game, Terrence Steele false started on the 50-yard pass to CeeDee Lamb. It was clear as day when they showed the replay. Even the Green Bay Packer guy was pointing, hey, he just false started, and then the Cowboys snapped the ball. So the Cowboys benefited from a touchdown that the referees didn't call, and it was a bad call. The, the Cowboys should have had a false start. It should have been no play, and it's a different play. The Cowboys should have got calls late in the game that they didn't get, but I also feel for Tony Pollard, it doesn't make much sense that the most popular team in the United States of America, not just in football, but in all of sports, they're trying to screw over. It would be kind of the opposite, you would think, in a way. And then the statement got made, the NFL doesn't control the refs. Oh, my goodness. They're their own union, Kevin. Yeah, right. I mean, that's all fine and well. The refs hate but... the Cowboys, and that's that's a fact. Okay. That's something that's never been disputed. Since the Cowboys won their third Super Bowl, or their fifth, right. if you will, the, Cow- the, the NFL has hated them ever since then. Okay. I don't and understand so, why man, you're, what you're not there, getting here. There are a variety of theories Uh-oh. here. Remember when Dez caught it, Kevin? I'm kind of here for it. Do you right. remember that I moment? I do think that was a bad call. They screwed that Dean Blandino was like, I hate the Cowboys. Watch this. I'm kind of here for this. It could be because of Jerry Jones has it out for Roger Goodell's job. It could be because of the blind ref thing. But wouldn't that then insinuate that they just started going after the Cowboys? Isn't your held assertion or everyone's held assertion that they've been out to get the Cowboys for a long time? Mm-hmm. It's both, Kevin. Is yeah. it? And then, and guess what Jerry did? Not help the situation by dressing up as a blind referee. Okay. So, yeah, Kevin, I, I understand why you're having such a difficult time understanding. The referees hate the players. Correct. And the owner. Yeah. And don't listen to the coach why when he's telling the them players? to do things. Just by proxy? They play, they, did you not hear what, play the Tony Pollard thing <laughs> where he said wearing a star. Okay, that's fair. On the side of my oh, helmet. For the Cowboys, you know. Those type of calls we normally don't get on our side. So yeah, okay, it was right there. Playing for the cat, he just said it. Okay, thank you, Reggie. I You're appreciate welcome. you being part of this segment. Okay, I mean, and I get it. Like, if the Cowboys would have won that game, wouldn't Green Bay Packers fans be saying a few of the things that didn't go their way that the refs screwed them over? Like, we never talk about. The only reason the Cowboys played in Green Bay uh-huh. was that I believe it was Hitchens pass interfered. They threw a flag and then they discussed it and they're like, pick up the flag. Because I can remember Matthew Stafford going, I can't believe the refs took this game away from us. Mm-hmm. We were watching that game together and it was yeah. like, that was a, an amazing moment that they allowed the Cowboys to stay in that game and win that game. But we don't talk about it when it goes for us so how did that happen how did what happened ultimately though we had maybe the most heartbreaking moment in cowboys history happen right. next the next week yeah. so like and yeah. i do think the, that the referees that was a tough were like one. we screwed up last week <laughs> so we need, we need to make up for it this <laughs> week by really screwing them over right. on something that's not real here's the other part that i'm seeing a lot of i agree to this to a certain extent i think y'all are taking that extent too far People are like, no, you're missing out. 
more people watch the Cowboys because they hate the Cowboys and like the Cowboys. I All think right. that might be true. No, it's not true. Because did you watch that game in Green Bay yesterday where a Cowboys home game broke out multiple times? The, Cow- the fumble was recovered, yeah. and I was like, hold on, what just happened? <sighs> like, there insane. were a lot of people there for the Cowboys. What does that sound like again? <sighs> Is if you've ever been to a game in Los Angeles or any number or Arizona mm-hmm. is there are, I don't disagree. I do concede that a lot of people watch because they hate the Cowboys, but to say it's the same or more people watch because they hate the Cowboys than like the Cowboys that I cannot agree with. I don't know, man. I feel like they just if you if you see calls that I'm a huge against- Steelers fan. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're saying. Not a good time you know, for that, Reggie. You know why the Packers, Mike, weren't talking about the holding calls and all the stuff that they got yesterday? Because they went for them. Because they won. <laughs> yeah. When you lose, yeah, it's clear that the referees hate you. When you win, and sometimes when the Cowboys win, the referees still hate them. But yeah, they but just you can't overcame stop the adversity yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they overcame the refs. Think about last year at Thanksgiving time, Kevin. Mm-hmm. What happened in that game? Nobody Kevin overcame the refs. I know there was a winner and a loser, <laughs> but we all lost. And the Cowboys lost. Everybody lost. If the Cowboys had I, won, we would all have been okay. Though. No, I mean, <laughs> I think I still would have been mad at how stupid that game was. I will say this to be hypocritical. I wish that the NFL treated the Cowboys like the NBA treats their most favorite teams. Because then the Cowboys would get more favorable calls. I do feel like the, the NFL. Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do feel like the what? the NFL is a very tough sport to ref because of holding, because of pass interference, and in the end, those were the two plays that were called or not called, mm-hmm. and those are the toughest ones to judge. Where false starts offsides those are pretty easy to call you know like there's a few things in the nfl that are easy to call there's a a couple things that are very tough to call and unfortunately those two in the end didn't go your way lining up offsides as a wide receiver is pretty easy to call i don't think the ref screwed us over on that one i regret not seeing as many of these fan texts as i have because some of them are sensational for the 6a2 really kevin where did all the Washington fans go? They just went into hiding. They didn't stop watching football. Valen. They just became Cowboys haters. So they, that's why they don't go to those games anymore. They're just watching the Cowboys. I actually believe that is probably true to a certain extent. But some of these fan texts have been tremendous. From the 512, Jerry sued the league twice. Dallas has been the most penalized team since the year after the stadium right suit. No coincidence. Valid. Okay, so there's no part of this that could be undisciplined teams along the way. Mm-mm. This is the other part. Okay, hold on. This is the other part that I don't get. Well, some of these conspiracy theories directly work against each other. So it's a conspiracy theory because we sued the league. That's right. But then every single day, doesn't matter if we win or not, oh, the Joneses are idiots. You need to get them out of here. So yeah, it's because a, they sued the league. Yeah. So it's a conspiracy theory against us and we have poor management? They make How a have lot we of ever money. won a football game? They make a lot of money for the league, Kevin, so they can't get rid of them. So again, but wouldn't, wouldn't they, the league support them? Yeah, wouldn't they push them further in the playoffs? Like, why eliminate the Cowboys in the first mm-hmm. round? Why not push them at least to the NFC Championship oh. game so you keep the hate going? Going you for wait. at least almost to the Super Bowl. You wait for a down year to do that. 
All right, right, like right now, everything. <laughs> we haven't had a down year in the dude, last twenty-seven not, years. Not the NFL. They're yeah. making money hand over fist, dude. They're like, why would we need? We'll wait. Just like Jim, just like Jerry's waiting to put Jimmy Johnson in a year when he's like, I need this one. I wow. really, this is my wild card. I need it definitely this time. That's kind of how they are with the Cowboys. They're like, we'll just wait until we need the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I think the thing that does concern me by this. out of this, which I know we're out of time, is that. I don't think Tony Pollard's the only person in that locker room that believes that. In fact, your I head think, coach believes that. Uh, yeah, and I think the majority of Cowboy players go out there going, "I think we're fighting against a team and the refs," and I don't know if that's the best attitude to have. I know they're six and three. Have you ever been on a, a team year. like that? Have you or ha- have you ever well, experienced that? I remember this. I remember getting off the bus in Cuba before we got off the bus in Cuba to for the gold medal game. And we're obviously in a hostile environment. In Cuba, being a United States team is not the easiest environment to play in. That makes and sense. And there weren't United States fans there. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a, a 100% against 50. us. <laughs> and I remember a couple of the veteran guys sitting and standing up and saying, guys, no matter what happens, whatever happens in the game, with an umpire call, a ball or strike that doesn't go our way, a safer out that doesn't go our way, We can't let that distract us from playing the game of baseball. So whatever happens, we're going to let, at the time, Davey Johnson was our manager. Let Davey handle it. We got to concentrate on executing our pitches. We got to concentrate on having good at-bats. And I remember getting off that bus going, man, that was a good, like, and they were like, anything can happen in one game. We can beat them in this game. They can beat us. It's one game. Anything can happen, but we can't let – outside things whether the fans start doing things to us or whether the umpires we feel like are doing things to us we can't let them distract us from the goal of winning this game my my theory and i could be way off here that they gave up a fourth is and seven mccarth they did give up a fourth and seven how does that happen a fourth and seven for like a 36 yard touchdown yeah. my theory okay is that is it this is very similar to the politicking in the nba kevin you got to politic early all mm-hmm. right so you can get the calls late Okay. And maybe McCarthy's calling them out now saying, hey, y'all owe us one in the playoffs or some other time. Mm. At some other point, y'all are going to owe us. And maybe, just maybe, the the referees who hate the Cowboys clearly will give them that call late in the year. All right. Despite their hate for the players. That is very, and con- the owner that is very confusing. And the but I hope it works out the way we want it to work go. out. And it doesn't work out for the people that are against us. I'm sure it will. All right, great. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, it's C Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm just going to, I know we do usually talk college football on Tuesdays. There is very sad news out in the world. I know we haven't talked about a ton today is three Virginia players were killed last night in a shooting. And then they have an ex player in custody. And there's two other students that were wounded from a shooting last night in Virginia. And it did in fact involve the three of the victims were Virginia football players. So still investigating what all led to all of this, but just an awful, awful situation. And I apologize for Dropping that right before what is usually a more fun crosstalk. Gentlemen, that aside, if you can, how is you today? Terrific, Hagee. How are you? I'm doing okay, given the circumstances of the Cowboys game. Everybody needs to place blame on one thing and one thing alone, which I don't necessarily think is fair. I always give praise to DNM Leasing for bringing us this crosstalk, but... If you had to blame one entity, offense, defense, interceptions, like one specific entity, because you have to. Oh, I got you. Okay. Slippery grass. Passing game. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, you know, CD owns part of that with uh, running wrong routes that in part cause two picks. And then you're, you have 28 points forever, and how many chances do you get? And you just you can't get a third down to go. You, you had so many chances to yeah. get to 31 or 35 points and just ice the game away, and you kept screwing up one way or the other. Too much pressure on Dak included. Yeah. What say the rest of you fine gentlemen? I, I think it's the defense, right? You got a fourth down and seven. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, you've got the defensive player of the year in Micah Parsons. It's a passing situation. We think that this defense has the opportunity to be one of the best. We were talking about them at one point. Are they good enough to carry a team to a Super Bowl? I think that's evident that's not the case. And that is a passing situation. Best part of this defense is their pass rush. They're not able to come up with a play. Not only that, it ends up being a touchdown. You so, made that decision that that is not the case based off of that game? You can't get run on as consistently as this team does and be an elite defense, no. And now I think you have question marks in the secondary. You're playing a rookie in Deron Bland. Kelvin Joseph is is getting playing time. Anthony Brown clearly is a shell of himself. Yeah, He's not playing with any that confidence. That I agree with. 
Dan Quinn is now having to sell out to stop the run, which is probably a mistake because you don't need to do that because it's not helping to stop the run either. And he's putting his secondary in man-to-man situations. They're getting exploited now. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is still a good defense. They're definitely not a great defense. Fascinating. Blame the lack of discipline of this football team. Um, and, and it's pretty simple about lining up offsides. Yeah. It's pretty simple about if you're asked to play gap integrity, if you're last, you know, if you're, uh, if they ask you to twist and, you know, and we're going to play a double twist here and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to play run defense that way. And one of the guys decides he doesn't want to twist and it opens up the hole where they get a touchdown run off that. That sounded like what Micah was most upset about yeah, last night. Yeah, that's the you know that's the problem is, and you want to you know Dan Quinn realizes that his defense I don't think can play run defense toe to toe, so he's going to have to move the front a little bit. And when they move the front, it you know it, it could be a little feast or famine there. But if you're Dante Fowler, you cannot do it on your own and play hero ball. You got to you know you got to play the scheme. If you're Micah Parsons, you can't run behind blocks. You know, if you're playing run defense, you got to, you know, you, you got to play over the tops of those blocks and you got to get over there and, and, and make that play. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that you could point your finger at. But the biggest thing is the lack of discipline that these team this team plays with in crucial periods of, of football games. That's that's a big, big problem. Yeah, that continued to be a backbreaker. This is and I will put I'll point most the the fingers and the blame to the offensive side of the ball. They they put the defense in terrible situations yeah. especially in that first half and then they they had multiple opportunities to kill the game in fourth quarter and in overtime and they failed to do it so I will put that on the offense overall but it is a very and most most of these are but more so than ever I feel like it is very well disturbed or uh, uh dispersed all the way around in terms of blame here because every single phase you had an opportunity multiple times and whether it was offense, defense, play calling, I think Kellen Moore at times I'm going, what, what's what's the deal here? But there's so much blame to go around in this one. Now, and it's an inexcusable loss. Yeah, okay. And I agree with that. Now, we were talking about the play calling earlier. The idea of integrating Kevontae Turpin more into the offensive flow, is that something you want to see or something where you're like, I feel like they've kind of slotted him as their gadget guy when they need like a reverse done? Yeah, I mean, I I was I was intrigued by the idea of it because you don't have the element of speed on your offense uh, anywhere outside of Turpin if he's on the field. But Pollard's your most Pollard's your most explosive player, but he's not one of these crazy fast guys. He he makes big plays, but you don't have any real just oh my gosh, we have to respect your speed guys on that offense. So I think it behooves them to get Turpin involved if they can. But the one time you really want to do it is on the ice skating rink of of Green Bay's field, where it's like his speed is now neutered a little bit, and it's not quite the same as it would be maybe at AT and T Stadium. How enraptured? No, I don't think I used that right word. How caught up were you? Nope. <laughs> yeah, Corey. Uh, were you with the Buffalo Minnesota game? <laughs> that was unbelievable. I was gonna go with a couple of different words, and they just all got combined. And I don't love that decision. Engulfed, enthralled. Like, is that kind of where you were going with something that? like all that? Right, Enrapture. Yeah. All right, back to you guys. Hey, this is the greatest catch I've ever seen. And it doesn't feel like a prisoner of the. I, I I get it. Like 
it, it was a great game, but that catch was unfreaking believable. And the stakes, when you add the stakes yeah. to it, oh, it's yeah. I don't know how you beat that. Wagyu State, yeah, those are the best. I thought Notre Dame's was I thought Notre Dame's touchdown catch on Saturday was going to be the best touchdown grab of the year. Yeah, and I guess it still was because that was a touchdown, and this Justin Jefferson one was not. Yeah, but in terms of catches, I'm like, wow, we went from I was like blown away at the reach around touchdown in uh-huh. in, in Notre Dame. And then you get the one-handed fourth-quarter situation in Buffalo. It was uh, these wide receivers these days. Every week, you're just more and more blown away at how they're able to come up with these great catches. How did how did so many people? Because there th- were three receivers ahead of Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did so many people just kind of? I brought up the idea of was it four? Right? Uh, was it four? Yeah, yeah. there was. The Actually, idea Chase that, was a better player. That's at LSU. what that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Was Chase? If kept, you watched if you watched LSU play in that national championship season. Jefferson primarily was a slot player and then, you know, with Chase on the outside. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things to absolutely love. But, yeah, there, there's the the Ruggs, Lamb. There were a lot of really outstanding receivers. But if you if you really dove into what LSU football was, Chase was the Chase was the guy. And now it looks like Jefferson might be the best wide receiver in the NFL or yeah. the second best wide receiver in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, what's what's yeah, amazing what's amazing to me is you lost that football game because you couldn't execute a simple center exchange. Yeah. That that game came down to just making a center snap, an exchange. And you know, it's the most simple play we have in the NFL. Most simple play you have in football. Except for when you needed to, to win a game. It's another and Minnesota miracle. Yeah. The, team the, this Viking, right now. the Viking team is it's hard to believe the way that they're they're playing really good football. Don't get me wrong. They they never give up. They, that team never gives up the way they play. You know, to answer your question though, Heggy, I was not enraptured enough <laughs> to 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 want to stay on that as the Cowboys game was getting underway. Okay, and I know a lot yeah. of people were mad that that game switched out in some like out of markets. They're like, "What the hell? Why did you turn off this game?" What do you guys got well, coming up? The Reggie on the multi multi TV wall. Yeah, yeah. Reggie I Elvis. Needed it too. Yeah, pure gold as always. Thanks for asking. All the top stories out of the gate. Stock report. Cowboys stock report. Two twenty. G bag of the day. Two thirty. And Mike McCarthy press conference is coming up at three. All right. Yep. Roll home with the G Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow. What new words will I make up? 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 through the fan. It's a bellwether rapture, Kevin. Bellwether rapture. Yeah, but what is a bellwether, though? Nobody knows. Oh, man, I was part of that conversation. It was horrible. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.